I thought it would be helpful to jump into a specific pelvic floor topic and condition that I treat really regularly and especially because it is February and we are coming up close to Valentine's Day. I thought that this topic would just work really well um, with that holiday because we all know that Valentine's Day is that holiday of love and intimacy. But what if sex is uncomfortable for you? What if it's painful for you? What if you've been avoiding it like the plague for years? I'm here to help you get some awareness of what might be going on and also some tools so that you can start healing and get back to intimacy and enjoying it and getting the best orgasms in your life. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey girl, I'm so glad that you are taking the time out to listen to the Balanced Mentality podcast and join me here today. I hope that you find this episode helpful and inspiring for you. I do hope that you've been paying attention and listening to my podcast. If not, definitely go check out some of my old episodes. I have a lot of good stuff packed in there. I definitely want you to check out last week's episode where I went over my Restore Your Core checklist. I really think that this checklist is going to help give you some stepping stones as you're working through your healing journey so that you have a little bit more structure and a little awareness of also the different areas of your fitness that you want to pay attention to in order to restore that core system. This is a checklist for all. It is not just for pelvic floor, but for anyone who's really just looking to balance out their core and feel stronger and connected and make sure that that core is showing up how it's supposed to. So definitely check out last week's episode and also um, check out in my show notes, I have a link for my pelvic floor checklist. I have a hard copy of this. Um, You can also go to my website and find it there, the Restore Your Core Checklist. So make sure that you are um, checking the show notes below or my website um, or find me on social 
and get that checklist so you can start seeing what that progress should look like. But for today's episode, I thought it would be helpful to jump into a specific pelvic floor topic and condition that I treat really regularly. And especially because it is February and we are coming up close to Valentine's Day, I thought that this topic would just work really well um, with that holiday because we all know that Valentine's Day is that holiday of love and intimacy. But what if sex is uncomfortable for you? What if it's painful for you? What if you've been avoiding it like the plague for years? I'm here to help you get some awareness of what might be going on and also some tools so that you can start healing and get back to intimacy and enjoying it and getting the best orgasms in your life. So even if sex isn't painful for you, this episode is still going to be really helpful just so that you can be aware if some of these things pop up in your relationships or maybe they're things that you thought were normal that actually aren't that we can improve on. So stay tuned. This is going to be a topic I'm going to be discussing for a few weeks. So I'm going to break it apart a little bit. And today we are going to be discussing what is dyspareunia. So dyspareunia is the fancy terminology for painful intercourse. That's it. But if you ever hear that term or your provider mentions that term, dyspareunia, that is that term for painful intercourse. So we are just going to be discussing what this is today. Um, I will have more episodes on things you can do for it and some treatments and holistic things you can do for it. So again, stay tuned as we roll through February and talk all things love and intimacy and amazing orgasms. We are diving in today on painful intercourse. So painful intercourse or dyspareunia is just that. It can be any gender any identity, any age, dyspareunia can happen to anybody. And it really is just difficulty or painful or both with penetration. And so again, yes, intimacy can look so different, right? It doesn't have to just be penetrative intercourse. So I do hope that if you are having dyspareunia or pain with penetration, that you are still enjoying intimacy with your partner if you so choose to and you desire to. Because Just because intercourse is painful doesn't mean we want to just shut off all gates of intimacy. And it can be really easy to do that, especially if you've gotten in the groove with your partner that sex and penetrative intercourse is your main form of intimacy. And once that's painful and out of the question, it can start to look like, well, what else do we do? What are our other options? Maybe it's been years since you and your partner have been intimate in any other way. And that's just heartbreaking. We know how hard that can be on relationships, on our own mental health, and even on our physical health. So I'm here to help you kind of bridge that gap and just really give you that hope that there is a better way. It can be not only pain-free, but so pleasurable. So we want to make sure that you are having some level of intimacy because as soon as we do kind of shut off that space and anything associated with that space, anything associated with intercourse, 
we just start to ingrain in our brain and in our nervous system and in our body that it's not okay, that something is wrong. And so this is where a lot of the trouble stems from. Because yes, dyspareunia is a very general term. It just means painful intercourse. This isn't necessarily a diagnosis because a diagnosis is more of an underlying condition that's causing your issues. Dyspareunia is more the symptom. Painful intercourse is what we're seeing because of other things in um, going wrong in that space. And so this can be caused by so many different things, you know, um, from... If you go to see a provider for this and they might run some tests um, for you to check for infection, you know, yeast infections, UTIs, bacterial um, vaginosis, there's so many different uh, physiological things that can be changing your pH, the bacteria in the space, the sensitivity of the tissues, the dryness of the tissues. And so we want to make sure there is no other underlying disorder or infection or something driving that painful response. So getting checked by your provider is definitely the first step. We want to make sure we're clearing any STDs, UTIs, yeast infections. Again, all of those things can obviously contribute to pain with intercourse. So we need to make sure that those are not causing the problem. But say you go to your provider, you're brave enough to bring this up. They don't write you off. They take some imaging um, maybe they you, they t- did some testing for yeast infection, UTIs, STDs, all these things. Maybe you even got an ultrasound to make sure there was no fibroids or cysts or other major things going on in your reproductive organs, and they found nothing. Everything came up fine, quote unquote normal. I don't see why you're having pain. Go drink some wine. Just kidding really don't. This is no joke advice that a provider in my area gave one one of my patients and it still just baffles me and also pisses me off. We should never be telling women to just drink away their pain. You know, it's unfortunate. I could go on a whole tangent on this, um, but our providers really aren't giving our um, women the best plan of care. Part of this is because they don't even fully understand what's going on. The big issue is they need to understand what's outside of their scope and how much pelvic floor PT can help. Because I can't tell you how many patients and how many women I have seen in my office who have said that same situation. They got imaging, they got testing, everything came up quote unquote normal. They don't really know what's going on. They said, I'm fine. And then lo and behold, you know, I'm like, well, at least they sent you here to me because I know that we are going to do this assessment and see what we come up with. I'm not going to be surprised if we find this, this, and this. And then they say, well, actually, my provider didn't send me to you. I found you on my own online or I had a friend tell me about you. I've been suffering this with this for five plus years. This is so heartbreaking to me because I just can't tell you how many years women could have saved and had pleasurable intercourse and also just a pain-free quality of life. If you are waiting and living with this pain just because your doctors say there's nothing that they can find, be a bigger advocate for yourself and go seek somebody else. Because I can tell you that as a pelvic floor PT, I have never 
had a patient come in my office with this condition and having pain with intercourse and not found something. I have always found something that could be contributing to that pain. And more often than not, we get that pain to go away pretty significantly and usually all together so that not only, again, are they having intercourse again, but they enjoy it and they actually want to participate because that is the vicious cycle that we get our body into when we experience a painful response our body starts to tighten and guard and then things become more painful. So in the pelvic floor space, this this can show up like vaginismus. And vaginismus is just that tightening and closing of that vaginal opening and the vaginal canal. So it just tightens and constricts. And this, again, is one of those things that is... Um, can have a direct cause. Sometimes the cause is unknown, but what we do know about vaginismus and, you know, dyspronia and that pain with intercourse is that the guarding and tension and tightness in the pelvic floor is a main driver. And what drives the tone and tightness in the pelvic floor? Your nervous system, your stress, your anxiety, so there is so much at play here with just how we think about our pain. Not only what we think about our pain, but what do we think about intercourse? What do we think about internal pap smears and internal vaginal exams? What do we think about intimacy? You know, some of these words can trigger your brain into a state of anxiety and tension and guarding and holding because of your history. If you've had a really traumatic, painful pap smear, I guarantee every time you go to have one, you're going to be clenching and tightening, which is going to make it even more painful and going to reinforce that pattern in your brain and in your nervous system. Yep, we don't like this. This sucks. Something's wrong. And so it actually starts to change the state of your nervous system and how you're in the trauma that your body is holding in that space associated to those situations. So we really do want to bridge that gap. And this is why looking for any form of intimacy is so crucial because we need to keep intimacy open and have it still be a safe, happy space for your brain. We do not want to make sex a terrifying thing, which it can become, especially if you've had super painful intercourse. You know, maybe you had no pain with intercourse, but you just had a baby. And then that first time going back to have sex, you're like, oh my gosh, things hurt so much. That is also not normal. Very common, yes, but not normal. If you have scar tissue, if you have trigger points, if you have tight fascia, you know, all of these things, if you have pelvic organ prolapse, there are a lot of other factors that can create pain and tightness and issues in that space that we can't really see on imaging or with testing. And so we want to make sure that you are getting a pelvic floor internal assessment from a pelvic floor therapist so that we can identify and let you know what the state of your tissues are and also give you feedback on that tone and the nervous system you have in your body. We need to really um, reconnect with this space, make this safe, make this space feel safe so that the muscles can relax and not be so guarded, which is going to allow everything to open and accept stretch and accept pressure. And so just again, we want to find what this um, boundary is for your body that feels 
safe. And I'll get in a lot more into what this looks like and different tools and strategies you can do to help start healing from this and and really restoring that um, system and your libido and orgasm and all those things. But today I just wanted to give you a little gist so you can just start to keep an eye out because if you do have any pain with intercourse, Maybe it's right in the initial um, penetrative state and you're getting a stretch and it's super uncomfortable. Maybe it's deep pressure and you feel like things are hitting a wall. Maybe nothing's going in at all and you do have a true condition of vaginismus. Maybe we've got some nerve restriction and you only feel it in a certain position. Maybe you don't feel it at all until you orgasm and then you have pain. This can look so different. So the bottom line is it should not be painful at all through any stage. If it is, there's something else going on. And it could be as simple as some tightness in your tissues that we need to relax and open up and work with. Or it could be complex and have a lot more to do with some underlying conditions in your body like constipation, ulcerative colitis, endometriosis, adenomyosis, interstitial cystitis. These are all inflammatory, irritating conditions to the system that can cause a lot of tension and tightness and guarding in the pelvic floor as a result. And yes, usually I find, I should say every single time (laughs) for a patient who comes in with dyspareunia, I find tightness in the pelvic floor. It's just a fact. That's just usually how it goes. I have yet to ever feel a pelvic floor that's super soft, super flexible with pain. If there's pain, something's tight, something's guarding, something's holding. Was it the cause or was it the response? That's what we have to dive into and figure out. Is it the cause and we're getting tension and tightness because there's trigger points and fascial restrictions and there's not enough strength in your system and we need to help balance things out and stretch things out? Or is it a response because you have so much anxiety and stress You've had trauma in your history. You've had a crazy birthing experience. You've had a sexual assault experience. These are all things that are going to help create this patterning in your body and this imprint in your nervous system that there's trauma and you need to protect it. So a lot of this goes hand in hand with the mental health and the state of your stress in your body. And we need to pay attention to that. But I just wanted to throw this little tidbit in your ear. So as you go through intimacy with your next, um, in your next situation with your partner, you can kind of observe and just be aware if you do have any tenderness at all, this is not normal. Obviously, if you just had sex and then you go have sex again pretty quickly after, yes, things might feel a little raw, a little tender. We all know that feeling. No, this is the feeling of like, oh, things are tearing. Things are stretching when they shouldn't. There's a knife. There's um, this really intense pulling sensation. There's a brick wall. There's, you know, this intense surge that just doesn't go away and it sends everything into a spasm. Everything tightens up. Like these are signs that things are not normal. And so the biggest thing is just knowing that what is normal and what is not. And sex of all things should be comfortable and pleasurable in all positions, period. Whether it's anal, whether it's vaginal, whatever it is, it should be comfortable. And if it's not, then let's work together and make sure that it is because we all deserve to have pleasurable, not only pain-free 
intercourse. So as we navigate Valentine's Day and February, we will be talking a lot more about dyspareunia, pelvic pain, intimacy, and how we can heal and restore that pleasure in our body. So stay tuned and let me know at the Balance Momtality Wellness and Support private and free Facebook group where you can share some of these concerns and also send me a DM. I'm on social media, the Balanced Momtality PT, and that way I can help you navigate this a little bit more because this is such a sensitive and private topic. I know. I know it's scary to even bring it up to your provider, and it's even worse when you feel like you finally have the courage to bring it up. They write you off, or maybe they don't. You get the imaging, and it shows nothing, and you feel defeated. Don't feel that way. I promise there is more support out there for you and we can help you heal. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.